the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 141, Memory Care Move-In Day. Should you stay or should you go? Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver podcast. I'm your host, Casey Price, from thestressedoutcaregiver.com, and this podcast is dedicated to providing tips and strategies to everyone caring for an aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one. Now, today, we're going to discuss the day your loved one moves into the memory care-assisted living community and whether you should stay or if you should go after arriving at the community and if you should stay away for a period of time after your loved one moves in. Now, this probably sounds crazy. It might sound strange as you listen to this and think to yourself, why in the world would I ever do that? I am helping to plan for my loved one's big move into the assisted living memory care community. I know they might need moral support. They might need me there to help them as they transition. And that move-in days especially is a day full of stress for everyone involved in the process. Now, this is probably the first time you've ever been involved in a life-changing event like this. Your instincts kick in and you think, you know, you want to help and nurture your loved one. You want to do everything you can to make them as happy and comfortable as possible, especially if this was a difficult situation for either them or you. If this decision wasn't easy, if you struggled with this and you know they, they probably might have a a tough time acclimating to the, their new surroundings to their new home you know this this is it's definitely something you want to uh, do as much for them as possible but that's why what I'm about to say may sound really strange it may seem uncomfortable or difficult or even counterintuitive and that is this you might want to leave the community as soon as your loved one gets there and you might even want to stay away for an extended period of time. The reality is you need to leverage the expertise of the staff at the community, the people you're working with as you arrange to to move your loved one into the community. They have a whole lot of experience helping people with this transition. It's the first time you're doing it, but they've dealt with it many, many times. And, and you need to leverage their expertise. They want your loved one to have the best possible experience in their community. After all, they only get paid if the beds are filled. They only get paid if people live there. They want to make sure that anyone who moves in is happy and comfortable and the family's comfortable and secure with their loved one being there. They have a lot riding on this and they're going to do everything they can to help both you and your loved one. They're going to do what they can to give your loved one the best possible chance to acclimate in their new surroundings. They want your loved one to bond with the staff, to learn that they don't have to rely on you anymore, but instead they can rely on the staff at the community to help them. 
They want your loved one to learn a new routine and to to work to become part of their new community. If they're constantly looking for you or expecting you to be there to provide them with care or other help, they won't build a bond with the staff at the community or with the other people in the community as fast as they otherwise could. Now, for some people, well, let me let me step back here. You know, once your loved one starts to become acclimated at the community, as they start to build their routine, as they start to to get used to the to the staff in the community, to the other people there, then of course you can supplement that that experience. You can make their time even better when you come and you spend time with them. You become the cherry on the Sunday. And for some people, this isn't necessary. Some people fall right into that new routine. Some people are looking forward to the move or they're excited by the move or or when they get there and suddenly find themselves in these new surroundings, they're stimulated by the move. And in those situations, loved ones are encouraged to stay, uh, stay during the day, the move-in day, spend time with their loved one to start visiting as soon as possible. But for other people... This transition is really difficult and it takes work, a lot of work. The family is encouraged to work with the staff to put a plan together to make things as easy as possible for the new resident. And that plan may include leaving as soon as your loved one moves in. It, like Maybe taking them to, to lunch that day, going to lunch with them, at, taking them to the uh, dining area, and then leaving once they sit down and find their new place. And then staying away. But you work with the community. You know, maybe maybe the community thinks it would be best if you stayed away. And then the next morning they call you and say, we, we, we were really surprised. Your loved one did great. They weren't looking for you like they said they might. They were very comfortable. They, they, they went to bed. They weren't upset when, when they asked where you were and found out, you know, you went home for the night. They, they weren't bothered at all. They just realized that was part of the new reality that they're living in. And because your loved one is doing so well, because they've acclimated so quickly, because they're when in the morning when they needed help, they looked to the staff to help them, not for you. It would be great if you could start coming as soon as possible. Start visiting them right away. You might be surprised. On the other hand, you might expect that your loved one's going to have no problem with the transition. That, uh, you know, they, they've been talking about moving in. You've been excited for it. They've been excited for it. And lo and behold, once they get there, they have a tremendous amount of trouble with the change. And and you might be the person the community asks to stay away for a little while so that they can work with your loved one and get them to, to bond with the staff and the other residents. It really just depends on your loved one and how they respond to the situation. And everyone is different and people sometimes surprise you. Those people who handle change all throughout their life, now that they're dealing with dementia, now that they have Alzheimer's, or some other type of dementia, they may not respond to change the same way. They Their brain works differently than it used to. So, so don't be surprised if you're the person that they say, you know what, maybe you should take your loved one to lunch and then slip away and take a few days uh, before you come back or check with us before you come back and see how they're doing because we might be able to help them better if you're not there, at least for the first few days. The, the important takeaway from today is I don't want people to be surprised or caught off guard and, and because sometimes they are and, and sometimes they're offended when they're asked to leave right away or, or asked to stay for just a little while or, or stay away for a while. 
understand this isn't being done to hurt or offend you, but rather to help your loved one attain the highest possible quality of life in their new home. And if your loved one is happy and comfortable and enjoying their new setting, you'll be happier too. I know it. I've seen it. I know it'll work better for you if things are working better for them. And that's it. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you found this helpful. Don't be caught off guard. Don't be upset. Don't be offended if you're asked to to leave right after your loved one arrives at the at their memory care assisted living. Don't be offended or upset if you're asked to stay away for a little while. Understand these are tools and techniques that these communities use to help your loved one achieve the highest possible quality of life. So if you have, if you're dealing with this issue, this is a ripe issue for the Facebook, uh, for the stressed out caregiver Facebook support group. Join the group. Uh, you'll you'll love it there. You know, you're able to learn from people who've gone through this before, people who have had this exact same experience. They can help you if you're dealing with it yourself. And of course, if, if you have the opportunity to share with other people things you know and you've learned along the way, you know, we're all able to help each other here in the Facebook or the stressed out caregiver Facebook support group. Uh, remember to visit the stressedoutcaregiver.com and, and email me if you have any experience with this situation at, at the assisted living community. If your loved one moved into a place and they asked you to stay away, uh, please let me know your experience and what happened and how your loved one kind of um, went through the process. How did they do if that happened to you? Email me. My name is Casey Price, C-A-S-E-Y at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. Now remember that today, and as always, this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you and your aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. And I know we didn't talk about any financial or legal issues. This was all a caregiving show, but I like to say that at the end of every show, uh, just so I don't forget in those episodes where we do talk about those things. So once again, you know, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to learn how you might be a better caregiver for your aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one to find the tips and strategies that could be helpful to you and other people in your life that you can share these things with. And until I have the privilege of talking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best.